It's the Weather Jazz Podcast. Almost anything can happen. Why? Because it's Open Line Friday. Yes, 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 it's Friday. We did make it. Welcome to Weather Jazz. A world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, astronomy, geology, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes, and one of them is today. Most of those we cover on Open Line Friday. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, this is episode number 178. How about that? For Friday, April 16th, what would have been normally one day after tax day. But of course, tax day has been uh, extended, has been pushed into the month of May, just in case you didn't know. And uh, I am hearing a collective sigh of relief. How about that? 2021 is the year. And again, it's Open Line Friday. Today, we're going to conclude our series on little free libraries. This is the third one, so this is part three. And what I was looking for is something unique. And I think I found it, and I have a very special guest who is going to be joining me today. Her name is Allison Tricarico. And Allison lives up in the northern nook of Maine. Now, take a look at the map of Maine sometime. And you'll find as far north as you can get along the Canadian border in that little notch way up in Maine, a town called Fort Kent. And Allison has placed a little free library, which is registered with the littlefreelibrary.org website. So you can find her library on that map. And she has an interesting story about how that all got started and the future of that library, which is going to be changing here very, very soon. So those of you that live in Maine or in perhaps anywhere in New England, Fort Kent is really a beautiful place. You want to go visit there sometime, maybe a great spring or summer trip. In the winter, it's a little tougher to get to because of all the snow. But if you love winter sports, wow, Fort Kent is a great place to go snowmobiling, etc. But aside from that, you'll want to stop in and check out Allison's Little Free Library, which will be moving at some point. We'll kind of talk more about that in part two of today's broadcast. We'll discuss that after the break, but let's get right into it now. And this is a wonderful conversation that I had with Allison last week on the development and the reason behind her little free library up in Fort Kent. And by the way, uh, before we get to that interview, if you'd like to actually see what it looks like, go to my show notes, episode number 178 on weatherjazz.com. I've posted some pictures that she sent me recently on what her little free library looks like. Really cool stuff. Okay, let's start in 
uh, with our concluding chapter, with our concluding part of a three-part series on Little Free Libraries. Allison, thank you so much for being a part of Weather Jazz today. Thank you for having me. Well, you have an interesting story in the sense that your Little Free Library, which is the series that we're essentially concluding today, uh, is the one that I've been able to locate that is the farthest north latitude-wise in the continental United States. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now, you have obviously a love for books. So tell me about, first of all, uh, your your uh, uh, love for reading and books and how you discovered little free libraries. Did you go to one? Did you see something on the internet? Uh, tell me about that process. All right. Well, as a, as a kid, I really didn't enjoy reading as much as I do now. Um, I grew up with my mother, a teacher, and uh, always loved school, but didn't really love reading. And then I became a teacher myself and really started to love, especially children's books and um, and reading them aloud to students. And it really opened up a whole new, wow, I really love sharing books with others. And that was my favorite time of every day at school was when it was time to sit around and whether it was little kids and reading picture books or reading chapter books and reading groups. So over the years, I've collected a lot of, a lot of books, mm-hmm. um, a lot of children's books. We did live in Florida for a few years and our library down there often had carts of free books for the taking and I would go quite off and just take what looked interesting, you know, thought my husband and I would maybe read them or however, now I haven't been teaching since the pandemic. And last year I had said to my husband, I have all these books and let's see if we can open a little library in our garage. Well, then the pandemic hit and I really couldn't have people coming into my garage and so on and so forth. So he said, I'll build you something for out in front. And we really hadn't heard much about the little free libraries. And one thing led to another, and and we ended up moving from that house. And one morning, we were watching the Today Show, and my husband said, you got to see this. There's this interesting story about this woman who has this little free library, and she started by putting some diverse books in her community, and uh, we got to check it out. So I looked it up online and got in touch with somebody got right back to me and we got chatting about it and one thing led to another and I was able to um you sign up and they give you an id number so i have this metal plate that says little free library it has my um charter number on it and instead of buying one from them we actually built one out of materials that we had at home um we had a cabinet that wasn't being used in the garage um i had a piece of wood from Um, The church we went to in Florida, we went to a drive-in church in Florida, and they were rebuilding their rectory, and we took a piece of wood from there. Never really knew what we were going to do with it, but it's half of my roof now of my library, and uh, with a little paint and some floor tiles for my roof, uh, we got it started. So you you essentially have a little free library with a, a bit of a blessing to it. Yes, correct. (laughs) So it kind of makes it special. You know, we created it ourselves. We did some painting and some, you know, attaching the roof panels. And actually, the part of the roof panel is part of my daughter's dollhouse that she didn't want anymore. And it worked out that it was the same size. 
and it was able to give me the, <laughs> the roof that I wanted, um, which it reminded me, we live up here in, in, you know, in Northern Maine. My husband's family is from up here and his aunt has a cabin um, about 12, 12 minutes away or so. And her cabin is shaped as my little free library as it was kind of my inspiration. And we're actually buying a house in the next few weeks that almost looks like it. It doesn't match my house, now, but it does match my new house, which is kind of strange. <laughs> now, will the little free library uh, essentially travel to the new location? And yes. uh, you'll ha- do you have to re-register? What's the process uh, on changing um, the address of a little free library? Yes, I'll just have to. It's not going to be far from here. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to have to call, um, email them and give them the new address so they can fix it on the map. But other than that, everything will stay the same. It'll be in front of my new house, and uh, hopefully it'll get some good use. Well, you did answer a question by default by um, (laughs) essentially telling me how you ended up from or moving from Florida and going to extreme northern Maine. People need to realize just exactly where Fort Kent is. I mean, it's about as far north as you can go in the state of Maine. We have a place in town, um, and it's the first mile. It's right down the street from where we live. Um, Tourists come and take pictures in front of it. And right in our town is the border to go over to Canada, um, which has been closed. But um, it's right here in our town, right next to a little, a big uh, plaque that says, you know, America's first mile, um, which is really neat. Mm -hmm. It is very nice. And so when did the Little Free Library, your first one, actually go um, officially into use? And and uh, do you have record or do you know who the first person to come visit was? I, I don't. And unfortunately, when I put it up, we were just getting it ready. And that's when we had that really bad snowstorm. So I have it on a my husband was making me a, a thing on the front yard with wood and we had the screws already. And we were going to attach it and we were getting this first big storm. So we moved it into the garage and then I decided to put it on a more of a portable table for now. Um, but then with the winter, the spot we had, like I said, the, the people we have plow our driveway made it nearly impossible for me to get it back out. Um, <laughs> so that's what's happening in the next few weeks. I'm going to get that back out there. So I really haven't had my first customer. It's been a long work in progress to get the get my charter number, get it built get it situated. Mm. And then I was too late in that first storm game and it kind of put a kibosh on it, but it's waiting in my garage full of books, ready to be brought out now that the sun is shining and the snow is melting. Well, coming up in just a little bit after the break, we'll find out just exactly what is in that little free library's future. You don't want to miss it. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Well, I'm going to encourage folks to visit uh, weatherjazz.com and go check out the photos that you supplied. We'll post those up there so people can see uh, what uh, that little free library looks like. Now, it's it's in a portable nature right now. And as you move to your new location, will you have a permanent one or will you pretty much uh, follow the same kind of protocol given the fact that you get so much snow in the wintertime up there? Well, my plan is to get it in a permanent location on the, the front lawn in a spot that hopefully will be okay. 
Um, but if not, we'll make it where we can easily transfer it to maybe mm -hmm. this rack that I have that I could maybe put in the driveway and then bring back in at night if I had to, or to get out of the, the plow's way. But I'm hoping it's going to be more in a permanent, on like a post in the yard, ready to go. Now, you're a teacher, and you said uh, you've not been teaching since the pandemic, uh, so the students have not yet returned to the classroom in Fort Kent? Well, the thing was, I was teaching, um, I was working with special ed students, mm -hmm. and I was a little uncomfortable of continuing in person, because they did have a hybrid model for a bit. Um, sure. I just didn't feel so sure about being around it. It kind of was new to me. I was a little nervous, and uh, being that we couldn't get the vaccine yet, and my three kids were going to be home, I asked if I could get remote work, and they just didn't have anything where I could do it from home. So I had to resign for now. Um, but I work with my three kids at home, and I watch a little girl during the week. So it's actually been kind of nice. My husband works from home now. So uh, it's kind of kept us all home and, and safe for now. Luckily, you know, the vaccine's rolling out, and hopefully we can get back to a little more normalcy. Um, up here, anybody over the age of um, 16 can start getting it as of uh, this week. So hopefully that will change us a little bit. <laughs> Get us back Very to normal. Good. Now, most of the books that you have in, in your Little Free Library right now, are they of a certain genre like for children? Or do you have everything? Uh, what What is the mix? Well, right now I have many children's books. I actually have a couple um, cookbooks in there that are, have like a story to them. And then I have some more uh, adult books that I'm going to be adding to it when I put it out uh, for the first time. Um, but right now there's a mix of, you know, very primary children picture books to more to chapter books to uh, a couple cookbooks. I have some bookmarks that Little Free Library sent me. So I put those out for my first customers um, and they'll be out there as well. Excellent. Well, good luck, first of all, on your move, which is coming up. And once you get all established and let us know how your little free library is, is faring and uh, what kinds of uh, customers you'll be getting. Uh, but uh, certainly thank you, too, for sharing your love for books and uh, for getting people reading. It, it's a great way to kind of escape right now. I've been doing more reading than usual. And... Uh, in fact, I just shared a book recently. I just finished one, uh, and uh, I'm passing it along to somebody who I know has the same interest. Uh, it just picked up another one. Uh, and uh, so, again, thank you for sharing your love for reading. That is the best to read a book and then pass it on to somebody else because you loved it so much. My you kids really... will tell you. My kids yeah. will tell you, Mom, you have so many books. How many bookshelves do you need? And, you know. <laughs> they're all reading different books at school. And we like, well, I read four or five books at the same time. I'm reading them with them and I'm reading my own books. And then I have a, a friend I used to work with in Florida and we kind of started our own little book club um, during this pandemic. And we talk on Fridays and we, we, we picked a book. Either one of us had ever read the diary of Anne Frank. So we bought that one and we, we read a few chapters or a few, you know, entries a week and then on Fridays we discuss and talk mm, and we're both mm. educators so we're hoping we're going to maybe bring this to something where maybe we're going to run some workshops or things for parents and teachers um, about these different books. Well before we go let me ask you this question 
what is your favorite book up to this point? Now, you may get one that uh, supersedes it at some point, but up to this point, all of the books that you've read, what is your favorite one? Well, that's a big question. Um, well, I've read so many children's books that um, I really enjoyed um, Wonder, which was a newer book a few years back. Um, I did just read a new book that I didn't even know I had. It was called Out of My Mind. And it was about a, a handicapped student and the struggles they face at school. But it was written in a very fictional way. Um, so that's those are probably two of my favorites right now. And I had a Judy Bloom favorite as a kid growing up. Um, Summer Sisters was one. It's kind of a young adult, but it was by Judy Bloom. Well, may your little free library, when it starts getting some traffic, uh, be one of the, the uh, most popular places in Fort Kent. Well, thank you for promoting it on here. And I did watch last Friday's with the lady that was the teacher. It was very interesting. So I'm looking forward to showing my family this one. Well, it'll be up very, very soon. And again, we thank you for sharing your story with us and for taking the time. My best to your family and uh, may your meet move go smoothly. And uh, let thank us you. know how things go. Excellent. I'll send you some new pictures in its new location. That's great. And we'll make sure to post them on uh, weatherjazz.com when that occurs. And, and we'll update the audience as uh, that happens. Awesome. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Little free libraries. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of Fridays, our three-part series on them. So the next time you see one from the side of the road, just driving along, instead of thinking that maybe it's just an oversized birdhouse or a strange place to put a dollhouse, well, go check it out. Chances are it's a little free library. And if you go and peruse it, I suspect you're going to find a great book to read. It's a very good way to share your love for reading and to share your love of books. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and help me to spread the word about this podcast via email, via social media, retweets, and just over the fence to your neighbor. And special thanks to those of you who continue to partner to support Weather Jazz. Dale Osborne in Ohio, Will Antonia Kraus in Ohio, Christine Barnes in Ohio, Rose Moore in Ohio, Victoria Singer in Vermont, Bill Martin in Florida, and Andrea Rich in Tennessee. And I am still waiting to add your name to that list, and it's very easy to become a supporter. You'll encourage me and spur me on to greater heights right here at Weather Jazz. And you'll find the links at the bottom of every episode on the show notes at weatherjazz.com. And you can partner at any one of three levels. Well, if you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you just want to say hello, I welcome your input. There are a couple of ways that you can do that. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And now, also via voicemail at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Don't worry, if you're driving, you can just go to weatherjazz.com and get all of the information later at the bottom of every show notes episode. So what am I working on next for Open Line Friday? Well, let's keep it a surprise. I'm still working out the details, but I may have 
someone who has actually gone to visit the Fagradalsfjall volcano in Iceland. Very cool indeed. Stay tuned. I'll have the latest as soon as I'm able to put the details together. So when we come back next week on Monday, we'll check on the weather patterns all across the country and across the globe. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you soon with another engaging episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.